name is Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland Podcast. I have a local Arizona girl for you today who I am super excited to talk to. Her name is Diva Galan, and she is an attorney, as well as a blogger and food allergy mom. Diva, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for that nice introduction. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell me, tell me your food allergy story. You're you're a food allergy mom to two relatively young kids. How did yeah, you get so started in this world? I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, my son, when he was about six months old, we started supplementing with formula. And his first sip of dairy formula, he had an anaphylactic reaction. And that kind of brought us down a food allergy path. So by the time he was a year old, he had already had over 10 anaphylactic food allergies. And um, I was quickly learning a whole world of things that I had never before even thought about in my life. Um, It's not like, you know, as in most of cases, I think with a lot of my friends that have kids with food allergies, it's a new thing versus something that they've dealt with in their lives and then have passed down to their kids or something like that. So it's very foreign. Um, So yeah, we quickly got into this world of food allergies and had to learn about dining out and cross-contamination and just going to school with food allergies and all these things very, very quickly. Um, My daughter does not have anaphylactic food allergies, but she was diagnosed with EOE. And um, it's kind of the same idea, even, you know, cross-contamination can set her off too. And although luckily it's not anaphylactic, it's still really problematic. And um, yeah, it's definitely been a whirlwind since then. Yeah, no doubt. How did that feel, that very first reaction? Your son is the older one, I'm guessing? My son is actually the younger one. And we didn't know, actually, kind of crazy story, but we didn't know what was going on with my daughter. We just knew she was having problems all the time, like her her growth. She wasn't, you know, she was sick all the time. Um, We couldn't figure it out. And then when my son was um, diagnosed with a dairy allergy, we took dairy out of our home because, as you, you know, as you know, with food allergies, If it's on the floor even or something, it's like a level four hazmat kind of situation. Um, So we all kind of just took it out and my daughter like miraculously got better. And we were just shocked, like, oh, is she just better? We were trying to figure it out. Nobody had suggested to us to see what was going on with dairy. And um, when we brought it back in one time for her, we had an episode again and knew then going forward that that was that was what was going on with her and it helped us figure out kind of where her EOE was, which saved a lot of heartache. Um, So I guess in a way, even though food allergies are horrible, it kind of saved her uh, from a lot of, a lot of problems going forward. So, yeah. So what's the status of your son's anaphylactic ones now? You mentioned that he had 10. Yeah. So we've actually conquered quite, quite a number of them um, doing different, different kind of home remedies. And I say that and I don't say it, try it at home. Um, definitely. We did it with sport of an allergist, but um, you know, one thing that we did that was really to us exciting was my son had an anaphylactic peanut allergy. And so he couldn't eat uh peanut butter, just like, you know, any other kid with a peanut allergy. And he tried Bomba for the first time and had an anaphylactic reaction. And um, we went for testing, we did the blood work and the scratch testing. And so we confirmed, you know, what what components of the peanut he was allergic to and all this, uh, all that kind of thing that you do when you're diagnosed with a peanut allergy. And I had done some research and had read that 
in some cases, the binding of um, a, a roasted peanut is different than a boiled one. So we went through our allergist and tried a boiled peanut butter challenge. Um, and he was actually able to eat the boiled peanut butter, even though he had anaphylaxis to the roasted peanut butter. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And um, we gave it to him for about two years, every single day, this disgusting <laughs> boiled peanut butter, in my opinion, maybe from certain parts of the country, you like boiled peanuts, not, not a huge fan, but here, but, um, yeah, to peanuts. I, I don't know that I could tell you the difference. Yeah. They, if you try them, they have a very distinct flavor, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he did that. And now he's, he's eating, you know, all peanuts as much as he wants, as little as he wants. Um, so we did that with a lot of his allergens. We did, we went through that, you know, the baked dairy and the baked egg and it is similar, I guess, kind of idea. And um, he's doing really well. He still um, has a couple of allergies that we're working on. He's having in small quantities, um, but we have really powered through a lot of them and he's not um, like, we're not worried about like cross-contamination these days and things like that. So it's except for my, except for my daughter, but in a different way. Um, so it's really been a huge kind of stress relief for us. So you've kind of done home OIT? In a way, yeah. It's very, I guess, very similar. I have to say, don't, don't try this at home. <laughs> no, no, no. We did it with the, I mean, we did it with full support of a, an allergist and they helped us through every, every step of the way. So it wasn't like I was just playing doctor, but um, yeah, no, similar kind of in a way to home OIT, I guess. Yeah. So interesting. Um, so how did, how did all of this, uh, experience lead you into the blogging world? So when I first, um, started trying to make stuff from scratch, I like really didn't know how to cook very much. And, um, you know, we joke in our family, like, what do we make? We make reservations. That used to be, you know, like the kind of ongoing joke and I had to learn to cook and make my own bread and, you know, do everything. And, um, I wanted to remember like what recipes that I really liked if the kids really like responded well to. And so I started just like putting them up on my Instagram page. So I could like have a photo kind of journal to remember kind of what I was doing. And it just got really popular. And I realized people wanted that stuff. And uh, now it's kind of turned into like more of a blog and an Instagram, you know, uh, page versus just my kind of photo journal. But if you go back in time and look at probably my first, you know, handful of recipes, it's definitely what it is on there. So do you enjoy the creation of the recipes now? I do. It's been a really fun, like creative outlet for me. Um, I, you know, I work as an attorney and it's not super creative and um, making fun food for kids has been really fun. And my kids really enjoy it. They get, they're eating things that when it was such restricted diets, they probably wouldn't eat otherwise. And when it's fun, they're like, Oh, I'll try a vegetable. I'll try all the colorful food or whatever it is. And, you know, it's been good all around. And I see that it's helping other people too, which is great. And for me, it's been wonderful. Um, just meeting other food allergy moms who are, you know, they see my page or whatever. And um, I've really made a lot of connections. And I feel like, you know, they have helped me and I've helped them and we've exchanged ideas. And it's been really good. That's great. Are you focused now more on kind of dairy free stuff because of your daughter? 
That's right. Yeah, I do mostly dairy free. My son still doesn't eat um, like certain things. We don't put them in recipes like mustard. Um, so I, I, I leave that off of my recipes for the most part. Or if I have it, I, I write it. But we don't we're not worried about the cross contamination stuff except for dairy. So that's kind of my my focus now. But it's kind of evolved over time. My beginning recipes were like free of everything. And now it's kind of mostly dairy free. Yeah, right on. Do you do so? Do you consider yourself like an influencer now? I mean, I think it's such a funny term. Maybe like just the generation I I grew up because there was no social media and everything. So I don't know. Maybe, um, <laughs> but I I just think I just have a hard time with that term. I think it's funny, but um, yeah, it is so kind of strange, so. right? Like that whole that whole concept. But but I guess as far as dairy free food goes, yes. <laughs> Uh, does it kind of feel like a second job doing the blogging stuff or is it that... has become more like that? It It's like, it's evolved into that a little bit. Yeah, definitely like a part-time job. What parts do you like or not like? I still really enjoy the creative aspect. I mean, I think that's not, you know, and the older my kids get now they're, they're past toddler and they're starting to get, you know, become little people and they just love the food and now they help in the kitchen. And that's been like really fun to see them evolve and learn actually to cook at such a young age when I didn't know how. And I think it's such a great life skill. Um, so it's, it's really evolved into like something they can do with me, which I think is really awesome. Uh, the parts that, you know, of course, you know, when you're doing something that's fun and you're trying to have fun with it, you know, anything that feels like a job can sometimes become more mundane and, you know, less, less fun, but I, I still, it's still been pretty, pretty good, especially when the kids are involved and I do most of my cooking on the weekends with them and it's been, you know, kind of a fun hobby for all of us. So you focus mostly on like writing and pictures. You're not doing a lot of video content or you are? I do some, I mean, like I'm videotaping, like as I make something, but I don't do a ton of, you know, video content. I don't do a ton of lifestyle content. Usually when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. Um, but the recipes are fun and it's still document for us. Like I'll remember, Oh, what did we do last year that you really liked for Halloween? Okay. Let's go do that again. Or, you know, so it's still good for me too, on a personal level. And the kids love, they're like, what are we making today? You know, it's Saturday. What are we making? And that's kind of fun. Yeah. They I always like I can't help but think about all these kind of TikTok influencer people the amount of time they must spend editing those videos it's a it's a lot of work and I can definitely now appreciate like from a different perspective how much effort some people put into it and how it's it's a career it's not just uh like it can be a you know a full career and I think it's valuable in a lot of ways that I didn't realize before because there are people who need like recipes or they're looking for ideas for crafts for their kids or, you know, whatever it may be, clothing, whatever people are doing in that world. I think there is some value to it for sure. And I definitely have a new appreciation for how hard, uh, how yeah. hard kind of a job it is. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, like podcasts, you wouldn't think like you don't think about all the work that goes into it. But like, you know, like when you sit down and think about all the time that's invested to editing and it's no, it's no different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little bit different. Like so <laughs> we don't really talk have like another, visual. there's talk. no like a bunch of takes and you, like, we just talk, you know, that's it. Get it up. It's easy. Write about it or whatever. Talk to me about the whole Amazon storefront thing. How's that working out? Um, it's something I've set up just because a lot of companies, I think, really appreciate that you have it. And, and I think people, um, you know, new to the food allergy world appreciate kind of seeing, you know, some brands and things all in one place. 
but I don't, I don't use it too much. I'm not really trying. Like I like that. Uh, I like using Instagram as kind of like here are products we really like, and that's great, but I don't like pushing people to kind of buy things, you know, it's a more of a, for me, it's like, these are what we like. And if you like it too, go ahead and try it. And, you know, here's what their facilities look like. Here's what the allergens look like. And if it works for you, you should probably get, you know, there's not a lot of options probably for you and maybe you'll like it. But so. you, you have some deals with some of these brands, right. That mm-hmm. uh, for, for promotion, right. Like how does, Absolutely. How, does that go? how does it, how does it, I don't know. How does that work? So the Amazon storefront, I use less, less. So, um, you know, I do like, for example, something I do on my blog that's been really popular is I have a list of um, all the nuts that are free from cross contamination. So people use them all the time for food challenges, they are looking for something like, you know, I need a macadamia nut that's not cross contaminated with a hazelnut or whatever. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because there's so many different allergies. And so I, you know, I'll offer like in that regard, like here's I, you know, I worked at this company, I know their facility is safe and here's a promo code that you can use when you buy it for your food challenge or, you know, for the life after food challenge, when you have to try and keep it in your diet, kind of the same way we went about doing things. It was really expensive. I'm buying all these nuts, you know, free from cross contamination. And I'm every day, my kids eating this mixed nut butter that's costing me gosh knows how much and I'm making it myself. And it's still that expensive. So I mean, it's nice, I think, um, to use the promo codes and stuff like that to uh, that's the kind of stuff I feel like is good that I'm like pushing in a way um, I do through my blog and they're like the clickable links and things like that. I do a lot more of, but not let Amazon's kind of hard because, you know, there's so many different sellers on there and I, I get even nervous. Like, and again, it could be just like, I don't use it as much, but um, I don't always know what I'm getting. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. Um, how does like, do you like the working with the brands part? Like, are they easy to deal with? Are they nice? Are they? Yeah, it's been, it's been like a, a a world over there for me. Right. So I think it's interesting. No, it's like, it's been a real learning experience. Um, like going like from law during the day to like working with some brands and different kinds of things, but it's fun because you make your own rules. And I like working with a lot of the food allergy companies that are really specifically allergy friendly products. I think it's like really fun to see how they really tried and why. And a lot of them have a really cool backstory. Um, And so there's a lot of like sense of community actually working with them. It's not just like, oh, here's a brand that, you know, might pay me to work on. It's really cool to see like, oh, it's another food allergy mom and like what they've been through. And there's a lot. And even companies that don't make as many allergy friendly products, maybe it's just dairy free or something like that. Um, it's interesting to see how many people have kids with food allergies. Like you don't realize they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed like getting to know people and hearing their stories and obviously working with products we really like on a daily basis in our house or, um, things like that. It's been really fun. What's the, uh, what's the post that you have made that has kind of surprised you with its popularity? I think I um, I was doing more like family recipes early on, which people liked. It was obviously I got a lot of popularity in the beginning, but then I realized I would post something where it was like cute, where it was just like, you know, I made sun butter on toast, but it was a really cute animal or something. 
and people just love it. Like everybody, you know, like the easy stuff. That's what everybody wants. Like, what's the quickest thing I can make look cute for my kid? And it's just that kind of surprised me because I thought people were looking for other kinds of things. And I realized like early on that that's like everybody's favorite thing. And I guess in a way it's my favorite too, because you're just, here you go. <laughs> Here's a quick, but, you just kind of, but you're thinking as you're writing it, like, yeah, I just, that was more surprising to me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so funny. What are kind of the easiest things? What's your advice for like the kind of general allergy mom? What are your three favorite snacks that you make for your I, I try to do a lot of like colorful. Um, so like if I can make like a veggie board that's like seasonal or something, we do a lot of like, I do a lot of hummus and then we, we kind of do a theme with the hummus. Um, so that's been really popular. And then my kids will actually try like every vegetable and then dip it in the hummus because it looks cute. Otherwise they're like, no, I don't want that. I don't want a carrot. I don't want to. <laughs> so that's been really, really good in our house. Things like, like that. Um, we do a lot of like, I try to make like cute bento boxes for their lunches. So they actually eat lunch. Cause otherwise it seems like lunch comes home untouched. Um, so it, it is like worth the effort to me, even though like sometimes it seems like, why am I putting all this effort into a lunchbox? Well, they either, it's like a matter of whether they'll eat it or they won't. So I don't want them to be hungry all day. and. Uh, yeah. So that kind of stuff is, you know, what I try to do with them. That's but they like to just cook everything. I mean, we make muffins together and that's like their favorite thing. Anything sweet. <laughs> How's that? So they went into school this year. How's that going? Yeah. It's been good. It's like for them, it's wonderful. I think it's probably been more of a transition for me. I kept uh, my son home until very recently because of food allergies. I was so scared to put him in like preschool and daycare because you don't know. It's like their life is in somebody else's hands. And you hear a lot of horror stories about things that happen. And when it's so many allergies, it's like so much to me, like even scarier, especially when it's things like mustard and it's like in natural flavors or spices and somebody thinks they're doing the right thing. And, you know, lo and behold, there's an incident and I just didn't want to deal with it. But now my, my daughter's gotten very good about advocating for herself. Um, which I love to see. It's like her blossoming, you know, like every time somebody tries to give her food, does that have dairy? Did you check the label? Um, can you show me the label? <laughs> and she learned to read like one of her first words she could read now is like milk. So she looks at, she can see if there's, you know, if, at least if it's bolded, I'm sure if it's like hidden in there, she still needs help. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to teach them label reading early on. And it's great to just see, like, I think there's a silver lining of food allergies, which is learning to advocate for yourself, learning to be assertive and, uh, you know, taking, you know, taking pride in yourself. And I think it's, there are, there are some silver linings that come along with. How has the, how's the school handled your son's out of the top eight, top nine allergies? So they're really good at his school where he is now. Um, we're just really lucky that they've been really good. They asked me before they give him anything they've shown it you know show it to me they've asked me um but most of the time like they do snack at school I send his own he gets his own snacks from me um everything they get from me and if there's like a birthday or something like that you know we send in something separate and they have even a separate area we don't make him because we're not as worried about cross-contamination but they do have there's other kids in his class with food allergies which is crazy I think there's like five or six kids in there with anaphylactic food allergies um and they do separate a few of the kids I know during lunch and things like that uh, which is unfortunate but at least they're doing something to 
make sure that they're not exposed to, you know, the allergens. Well, I guess only if the kids who are separated have the same allergy. Does that work? I think they separate them on a different table and then they still give them kind of space nearby. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah, it's different things than. I know that's kind of how they do it in public school nowadays. Um, but I do think they still space them out a little from each other. But it, it, I agree, it doesn't fully make sense because everybody has different. And I know they all have different allergies. You know, there's dairy, there's peanuts, there's tree nuts. There's it doesn't really keep them safe. Does I, it? I agree. <laughs> and then they're eating. They're eating alone and not fully. But I, I, you know, I've read these studies that even at the schools that are not free because they're not free, they're like this false sense of security. And those kids sometimes have more problems because people just take for granted, like, oh, there's no nuts here. And then lo and behold, somebody accidentally packed a, you know, peanut butter sandwich or, you know, well, they gave allergies. out and they didn't know. And who knows? The number so, of allergies outside of nuts, the nut separated tables drive me bananas. Like I don't appreciate them at all. No, I agree. Absolutely. <laughs> they're allergies. Like, come on. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, absolutely. And there's so many others. I don't even think that nuts are the most common anymore. Mm -mm. I don't think they ever have been. Yeah. It's just interesting. As a peanut allergy person, I feel like I can say this, like the peanut allergy lobby, if you will, has been mm -hmm. very effective. It is. And it's great because it brings awareness as a whole. But at the same time, like for dairy allergy kids and stuff like that, people don't really take it seriously. That was like one of our biggest ones where people just didn't take it seriously. My favorite is nobody thinks butter is dairy. Nobody thinks, you know, <laughs> these all these little things that are nuanced that, you know, you take for granted. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's cross-contamination is a lot when it comes to dairy. I mean, the ingredients is a lot when it comes to dairy, but mm -hmm. the cross-contamination, I think, is kind of hefty there. Absolutely. So you're you're working as an attorney and you're doing all the blogging and you've got the two kids. How are you balancing all this? Uh, I'm like the type of person that just likes to be busy, but um, I don't work full, full time. I'm working, you know, I'm part time attorney right now. Uh, my kid just went back to school. So I'm starting to ease back into the working world full time. Um, but, you know, you make, you make time. Like uh, now that the kids are doing a lot of the cooking with me, it's become more of a fun family activity. They have their little uh, kids cameras they like to take pictures with me they pretend so it's become more of like okay are we doing our cooking now today and you know once a week we do something together and it's kind of been fun that way family time that, that's awesome that's 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 great yeah. what uh, <laughs> you must have some stories of people that you've met what sticks out um gosh I don't know that's a hard question actually I think that um you know, it's just in general, I don't know what sticks out as a story, but when you hear people's other people's stories, just, you know, you feel so much empathy having dealt with, you know, food allergies um, yourself, like with kids. And I don't know that I would have the same empathy. It's hard to say if you hadn't dealt with it. So I kind of understand other people's perspectives too. When it's like, well, it seems like they don't really care. I think people, a lot of people just don't understand yeah. like how, how stressful and how much it really, like the weight kind of of the world is on, you know, yourself, if you have food allergies or, you know, your kids, if they have it, your you know, their caretaker, it's up to you if they're going to be safe. And, um, I think it's a very maturing and very eye opening, uh, thing. And I, 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 
I'm like a very science person. I like re- like to read all these studies, and it's interesting because they I read some study where they talk about how um, kids who are diagnosed with like type one diabetes, which is like a really traumatic diagnosis for the families, yeah. say the food allergy diagnosis actually causes more stress. They've like done these studies and on families than that. And it's crazy because when you think about that, you think, wow, that sounds so serious to deal with from such a young age. But the stress that comes with, because people, I think more people have like understand that. And so I think there's maybe more help in the community and more of uh, like a caution. But with food allergies, the stress falls on the person or the parents and um it's just really interesting when you think about it in like those kind of terms um, yeah. yeah no there's no doubt it, it it is very interesting the different kind of levels of empathy if you will different uh mm-hmm. like understanding labels get more, more of it yeah yeah it is it, it is an interesting battle that we fight i guess how can uh, how can people find you online uh, so my Instagram is food allergy diva. So it's got my name in there. And um, that's my handle for all social media, but I really am just partial to Instagram. I like pictures. Uh, and then my blog is foodallergydiva.com. So there's like fun stuff. If people are looking right now, especially for Halloween, Christmas, um, and that kind of thing I'm doing, I like the theme stuff we do with the kids. So we're doing a lot of cooking right now for that. So how did you end up with the name Diva? Like, that's just kind of a very cool. Well, thank you. Um, I always joke, my mom had really high hopes. <laughs> but I think back when I got the name, it wasn't so much of a word. Um, you know, it was more like what they called opera singers. It was like a, a star. And I actually had a grandma who was an opera singer. So I was named after her. She had passed away before I uh, was born. And um, that's kind of how it came to be. But now it's like a huge word. And when I was in high school, it was starting to become like this big word. And of course, it was it was a great gag for everybody. <laughs> no doubt. I'm sure it's caused you some joy and some pain yeah. <laughs> along the way. But it is a very fun. good name. All in good fun. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully your grandmother and your naming after her wasn't a part of your two truths and a lie because we bring ourselves to that. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> that there were some other things. Hopefully people were listening. <laughs> Three things about yourself. One's not true. No order. And don't tell us the answer. Um, well, I have mentioned some of these. So if people were listening. They're going to know right away, which is, I think, the lie. But um uh, so my son was diagnosed with over 10 anaphylactic food allergies by the time he was a year old. Um, we decided to try giving my son boiled peanuts to see if it would help with his peanut allergy. And it did. Um, and I used to do competitive eating on some of my son's food allergens until he was diagnosed. <laughs> well, I was listening. So I know the answer. <laughs> But just in case anybody zoned out, if you'd like to know what the lie is, come talk to us in the comments on your favorite social media or podcast platform. Diva, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. What a fun conversation. And I'm so glad that your kids are doing better and are learning to self-advocate, even at at such a young age. Everybody go visit her blog and her Instagram at Food Allergy Diva. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Listeners, thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking around. This has been the Shandyland podcast and we'll talk to you soon.